This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome to Nerd School. Welcome to Nerd School. My name is Loki. Welcome to the Nerd School podcast. You jerk. Happy birthday to Art. Happy birthday to Art. Happy birthday to Crazy party are we doing next? Happy birthday to Art. Everybody wants to make love to Art. Happy birthday 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 to Art. All right, all right. We said it. I'm the wingnut. This is the Art Star birthday episode, everybody. Yes, you are the wingnut. If you want to send Art Star a birthday present, send it to P.O. Box. We're coming back from the holidays, going straight to Art's birthday. Yep. Art's date of birth. So it's Friday. It's not this Friday, but next Friday, Art Star? The 12th. The 12th. Ooh, January 12th. The January. Well, if you want to give Art Star a present, uh, minimum you just, you spend just... is four thousand dollars. <laughs> minimum. He'll send special personalized uh, cards back with kissed marks from his lips. Yes, you can send him. <laughs> wow, lottery, there you go. Lottery tickets. Art Star's gonna put cards. on the lipstick. Yeah, something and a I little. Seal the envelope. A little ruby red. You can do some. Um, Online gift cards, right? You can send uh, cameos. Yeah, send art a cameo from you know Robert <laughs> Guillaume. Robert, I'm Guillaume. pretty sure he's dead. Is he dead? Robert Guillaume died. Yeah. Shit, I need him. I needed him for something. <laughs> I needed him for everything he did. So I swear, I I've been having this a lot lately. Who's the guy who just died from? Who's on Full Monty? That guy, uh, Tom Wilkinson. Yeah, Tom Wilkinson. I, I know he fucking died like three years ago. I remember it distinctly being, oh, man, sorry, he died. There's Robert no way. Robert died keep, in 2017. People keep dying multiple times. Robert Guillaume needs to come back from the dead. We need well, to have a Benson movie. Matter of fact, I I know uh, your fantasy football league division names are named after celebrities who died that year. Yep. I'm pretty sure there was a Robert Guillaume division in 2017. Oh, that's right. That's right. There was. I should have known that. Good job, idiot. I'm sorry, Robert Guillaume. <laughs> Rest in peace, Robert Guillaume. Just more proof that uh, Joe's brain gets lost in its own self sometimes. And with that, flat out doesn't work. Welcome to the Robert Guillaume podcast, oh, where all we talk about is Robert Guillaume. Robert, Robert well, would, Guillaume. Would that compete Robert. with the uh, Deborah Joe Rupp podcast? <laughs> yeah, that's a different podcast. That's the one where we just but it's say, all the same. Uh, verse, right? Yeah, it's all the same verse. And in that podcast, we just say Deborah Joe Rupp over and over. Like okay. nobody says any other words other than Deborah Joe Rupp on that podcast. It's a really good podcast. I won't be there. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> fun at that podcast. TVJ <laughs> will not. Be, I, you, I thought you were going to be the star of it, but I guess we'll have to find somebody else. Doubt of that. No, I'm doubt of that. Deborah I think Lord we might Jackson. actually need to do that. It can be a short podcast episode <laughs> just make where it's, it's just like 10 to 15 minutes of us. Deborah Joe Rupp. 
having a conversation, sounding like a conversation, except all the words friend. used are Deborah, Deborah Joe Rowe. Rowe. Taking me back to acting class, I yeah. love 1998. Yeah, that is kind of like an acting exercise. I'm yeah, down you for that. You gotta commit. Yeah. It's committing to the bit. Yeah, I'd like to get really high before we do that. I'm also going to opt out of that. Oh, TVJ won't be, you won't be participating in that, TVJ? No. I, I that does not surprise me and that's what really if, acceptable. What if what if <laughs> what if they were freshly baked brownies? Ooh, Here's the hell. thing, I don't enjoy not being fully present in my mind. Uh, oh, I thought you were Joe Rupp things. I'm not going to do that either, but <laughs> I like to be fully present in my mind. There may be a, an attack around the corner. I need to be ready at normal speed at all times. And I, I feel like ready. I feel like it would, only, it would only heighten your senses, though. It doesn't. I, feel... I am telling you from facts. It, in fact, does not heighten my senses. It, in fact, slows me down in a way that is very not likable for me. I get it. There, you need control. Hey, uh, yeah, there control. you go, Andy. I don't like not being in control. It could be right. like a, it could be like a bang thing, right? You could just have it, and every so often, just give yourself nope. a quick hit. Nope. No, no I, you don't need that. I venom. thoroughly dislike it at, during the time. I'm like, whoa, why? Let this be over. Not that I here's a question. Here's a question. Have you ever been I? Yes. That's why I know I don't like it. Yeah. Are you are you trying to cite Bane as an example of responsible recreational drug use? Because Never. I'm pretty sure the whole thing with Bane is that he's wildly out of control and needs Listen, to use at all times. There are some people who are high who are great people. I, TBJ, am not a great person when I am drunk. And I'm not a great person when I'm high. And I recognize that in myself. And so we just don't do it. That's right, cool. Just no say no. Right? No pressure there. No pressure. You say no pressure. Art sounded like he was pressure. <laughs> he was pressure. I would, I would pressure. never. Pressure. Well, every time I tell people no thank you, they make it seem like I'm just being a prude. I'm not being a prude. You listen. No. You get us. I is the Empire State Building. I can hang out with you. I for myself. Don't like how I feel. Even when I get my teeth pulled and the dentist gives me something. Spider Man. Nope. Whatever a spider can. I am. I would just really. I'm usually just trying to. I love it, Andy. Out of baseline. Just like flies. Look out. Here comes the spider. Why did my phone make a noise? My phone. You sure it's not? I think it's your phone. I think it's Andy. Spider Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Andy is getting ready because this Spider-Man. is the Spider-Man Spider-Man episode. Spider-Man. Andy is leading Spider-Man. us in. Spider-Man. The last movie in this phase. Andy's a big Spider-Man fan. Yeah. I didn't know that. Whip. I had Spider-Man underoos when I was a kid. And, and I you, love it. You currently have the more now. I probably still have Spider-Man underoos. I think you have the ones off when you were a kid now, though. Yeah, you know? but they only fit on my leg now. <laughs> But uh, there were there that was what I know we were supposed to be was like the the thing that the superhero has in their chest is yeah. what you're supposed to have on your chest and mm-hmm. that's why I was so mad at the Hulk underoos where it was just a dumb white shirt with a picture of the Hulk like a Izod shirt 
speaking I love of that you things, had beef with the underroot people because they were like doing it wrong. They did they it like, wrong. Yeah, they, I mean, the they were doing it right and wrong. So like you know how to do it right. Why why give me this for the stupid Hulk? Why don't yeah, why, why have is cool one green not, abs? Why can't it just be yeah his torso? Someone fell asleep on the torso. job during Hulk Day. That's all. Someone yeah. just speaking of things on their chest for superheroes. Yeah, speaking um, of that, I I was watching. I watched it, uh, this one dude on um Instagram, and he was doing his his top ten shows of twenty twenty three, but he had the Superman sigil on his shirt. And it was rainbow colored, and I yeah. want one. Like, uh, not, that should I'm be hard to get. Pride, pride Superman type of thing. Super pride. Yeah. Super pride. But I was yeah, like, this. Say it again. Say what? I think our, uh, TBJ glitched out again. Yeah, that was me. I'm here. Oh, now what All you right. say? What are you trying to say, TBJ? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> No, I was excited about the Pride Superman, and then I was yeah. going to remind everyone: it may is it taking the old Superman, or you remember his son has come out in the comics, so right. that might. That's also... right. His mm-hmm. son has come out in Too comics. Much. That's right. And he's so... remixed. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, yeah we did touch on that a while ago, and people were all upset, right? It was his Superman's son, not Superman. That's uh, that yeah, so, yeah. There's Superman's uh, yeah. son, John Kent. Yeah, uh, possibly from another dimension. I can't remember. Either way, Superman from another planet. Well, it's it's one of those things where like he's like, and then the thing was, super like the way they set it up was like, oh, Superman's gay because in the dimension or timeline that they're in, John Kent is Superman. Oh, right, he's the Superman, the man of Superman. Yeah, right. So. So here's a question: Can is Superman Superman on his planet, or is everybody a Superman? Nobody like, is. The whole point is they're all super. Yeah. No one had which, super powers on Krypton, which is they had of, a red sun. Oh, and that was and he gets them. powers from the yellow sun of our world, and what? he soaks up solar power, and that's how he gets Superman powers. So, but so any old person from his planet could come here and be a super. Yeah, that's why there's Supergirl. Unlike there's a so they're Krypton, all super. the super dog, Comet the super horse. So uh, every single person on that planet is a super person. If any Kryptonian comes yeah. to our planet, Zod, they're super. Ursa, non, but then there's also there's also you have to have been here for a hot minute. Like yeah. it's not it's not like you just come and boom. But, yeah, but the longer to... the longer you are right. exposed to the the solar mm-hmm. power, the more powerful you become. So but then you... I was also I was also going to mention how in the comic <laughs> Invincible we have Veltramites, which are like Legend? there's a whole. Viltramites, there's a whole planet where all of them, they are super powered, but it's like you have, like humans, like, you know, all of us have varying varying degrees of power. Like, we all basically bleed the same blood, but some of us are stronger than others. Yep, Mm -hmm. we are. Yes, but uh, but to be a super, to, to take the mantle of Superman, though, don't you not only have to have powers, but you have to use them for good? Does that because well, Zod, even, nobody calls Zod super even, anything? Yeah, but even Bad if guy. he was, even if it was on his planet, they didn't like Superman didn't come here and said like, "Hey, I'm Superman." Like, they called him that, yeah, yeah. right? Somebody yeah. else named him that, right? So it's like, oh, yeah, he was here just to pleasure Superman. Lois Lane for hours. That is not why he was here. <laughs> but speaking of someone getting renamed something, back to Andy's point. Let's talk yeah. about Spider Man. 
Yeah. yeah. The Spider-Man Far From Home, the final installation of the MCU's Marvel Cinematic I, Universe oh, Phase final. 3, yes. the epilogue to the Avengers Endgame epic that has just uh, sussed itself out. We're finishing Phase 3 yeah. here. Well, so finishing final. Phase 3, tagging it with like a what happens now after you know half of humanity disappeared for five years and then suddenly reappeared thanks to the crazy eight, eight battle with a purple alien. Right. Who's also a genocidal dick. That's Thanos. And this was directed by, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, John Watts. Uh, yes, I believe that's right. And is that a guy that's, do we like that? Do we like him? Do we do yeah. other things? Written by Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, too. and Stan Lee. He did what? I think he directed the first Spider-Man, uh, Tom Iron Holland Man. movie, too. Oh, okay. Iron Man. John Watts. Yeah, I oh, think he directed a... all three of them, and then also No Way Home, which came out uh, 2021. He's a young fella. Which we'll he's a young to. fella. On, according we'll to IMDb. We'll eventually get to. We can talk about how I cried. It's fine. You cry. He's most known for Cop Car. That's the number one movie he's known for, what I've heard of. The I Old Man. The Onion News Network. He worked on that. So that's Kevin cool. Kapkar is stars Kevin Bacon as a cop with a mustache. Oh. I've never met a cop that doesn't have a, a mustache. A small town sheriff sets out to find two kids who have taken his car for a joyride. Okay, so we I like, feel this like did he not play that same character in Mall Cop? I I don't know if I've seen Mall Cop. Yeah, Mall that's Kevin, the twenty fifteen film. James. Kevin Bacon, who did perform in the McGlowan Theater. Bacon, the sixth of bacon. I missed the bacon part. Then he gave us moonshine. Uh, but that, yeah, so we jumped in. Let's just shall we jump into the movie and just start going at yeah, it. Because I got some, I've added uh, some tidbits about the performers this time uh, who are in here. Tidbits. Oh, tidbits. tidbits. I'm worried about you tidbits. adding any so, tidbits. So you don't really want to review. You don't really want to review the movie. You just excited about getting out. I'm excited about telling you guys trivial knowledge that I've gained okay. over the last couple of days. So um, we're reactor in this. Movie. All right. So let's start with where we left off with Peter Parker's story back in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Right. It ended with uh, his Aunt May in a tag scene, walking in on him as Spider-Man and going, "What the?" F-? Yeah. And then that's so, right. That's right. Uh, Aunt May discovered his secret identity, and also uh, after that movie, uh, he had he had already been in Civil War at that point. But then we've got Infinity War and Endgame as his other two appearances, where he blipped out for five years. So he's blipped and out. He's been hitchhiking to, space. to outer space when Tony Stark kept trying to to not have him go, and uh, he met the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's met Doctor Strange. He's aware of the multiverse. He's aware of all this stuff, right? Well, he's not aware of the multiverse as not well. the whole thing. No, because he talks about it later in this movie. I yeah, know, and that's that's my thing. I think it's a fuck up because I think I don't. He, think he knows all this stuff. We all know it. No, no. Well, you that's, know you've been Thanos, watching it. He's, he's fired Thanos. Thanos is Thanos is about all the multiverses all the time. That's his whole thing is he's snapping all the multiverses. So no, just the universe. No, he's just snapping this just universe. this universe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's time travel. He knows the time travel now, but he doesn't. But his mission isn't all the multiverse. I don't know, and it I don't know the... if anyone's really sat him down and explained to him the whole thing with the Infinity Stones. Well, he's the, the smartest one in the, the room. He already knows it all. Bruce Banner. I mean, and, he's uh, a kid. 
he does so much dumb shit in this movie that obviously he is not the smartest man in the world. Yeah. No, but I think it leans heavy in on the reminder that again, he He's is a kid. kid. What were you doing at sixteen? You oh, were man. dumb. We all were yeah. dumb at sixteen. He's a smart kid, but he's have, not the smartest kid. But in the he's world. sixteen. I was, I was yeah. smart. I was he's still I was 16. a smart kid. I you can him, be uh... knowledgeably smart, but your hormones and your frontal lobe aren't where they need to be at sixteen for the amount of responsibility people want him to have. What if you were sixteen. And you had a pair of hyper intelligent computer glasses. Oh yeah, that ha- gave you all of Tony Stark's resources. I probably wouldn't even know a bad you, guy. Is this kid in your class a target? You didn't know. Would you know not to say no? He's not a target. Oh yeah. I mean, so if it was suddenly a missile, death missile gets launched at your school. Bernal bus. is not a target. Bernal's not a target. <laughs> not a target. Bernal. There's a guy named Bernal. Uh, <laughs> I when I was sixteen, uh, one time I sneezed uh, in the bathroom and hit my head on the sink and fell down. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know how long I was out. I'm not sure. Uh, can we before we dive into the antics of uh, having faith in the sixteen year old? Can we talk about? I think one of the things I like about the beginning of this movie when they are doing the school news, it's a great way to remind us of what was happening or what's been happening. Yeah, it was using a great the, recap, yes. Yeah. yeah, using the school news as a way to do the recap. Including the in-memoriam segment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so very good. Yeah. Here's who's basically dead from the last movie that you just saw two months ago. Yep. Yeah. I absolutely love that uh, way of doing it and explaining to everybody kind of what our questions were, too, is like they explained that some kids came back and they're my, my, my little brother's now older than me and all that stuff. And those little, you know, things, which is, it's funny. And they, they did a yeah. great job. And it was a great way to in, introduce, um, uh, Beck, uh, Betty, Be- uh, Betty Brandt, yep. Betty Brandt. So, and then I did some research on her, but I'm sure you'll fill us in all that. The stuff that I don't know, but, uh, uh, she was played by Elizabeth Banks in the original Sam Raimi trilogy. Yeah. So that's what I didn't, I Googled that and was like, I didn't realize that she was in those that Elizabeth Banks was even in that. Like I, yeah. I gotta go back and watch those at some point. But, and in uh, the original comic books, she was like basically Peter Parker's first love interest. So I do remember I was so over the pandemic. I watched, uh, when they added on Disney plus, they added the, the sixties Spider-Man cartoons, like mm-hmm. from 67 or whatever. Yeah. Which uh, is, you know, like six years after he, he was no five years after he was invented. I just watched that because they they would <laughs> they pronounce robot robot get that robot yeah. hey look over there there's a robot yeah it was great uh, but Are those feel like it's actually the guys who wrote the comics doing all the voices it probably was just it's not them. but I'm, it just feels like it's like oh that's anyway Betty is the sec is J Jonah Jameson's secretary in that and he keeps trying to date her he keeps Spider Man keeps like getting a date with her and then he. Has to do a Spider-Man thing and misses the date, and she gets mad at him all the time. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of uh, early Spider-Man comics. Well, I mean, that's also what she is in uh, the Sam Raimi, right? Because she's the one, like, yeah, like, but she's older than him. But she's working for J. Jonah Jameson, right? Yeah, she's still a secretary, uh, and she's like, she's fun because she can actually manage how ridiculous J. Jonah Jameson is. Uh, but she's also stressed out by it, and she also seems to have a sweet spot to, and is friendly to Peter, which is like the, she's the only person in the office that's actively friendly to him. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's Robbie. Yeah. Robbie's friendly to him. Yeah. But uh, oh, Robbie, yeah, that's right. He's yeah. like 
Bucky for Spider-Man. Everyone's gonna have a little buddy. Bucky for Spider-Man. No, Robbie Robertson is uh J. Jonah Jameson's uh Did assistant you say chief Bucky editor. Bucky for Spider-Man? No, Robbie Robbie, I thought, is like Spider-Man's Bucky, isn't it? This is like his little no. buddy. No. no. Robbie Spider-Man Robertson does, is an older does. man. Works for the Daily Bugle. Oh, he does have a little buddy, though, doesn't he? He does have, like, a little Bucky right now. Yeah, they just introduced a spider boy in comics, like, this year. (laughs) Yes. That's cool. All right. I think somebody's telling me about that, maybe. No, I don't know. Probably Art Star. Art Art is very well-versed in the zeitgeist. That guy is aware of every single thing that's happening in pop culture at all times. I, I, I wanted, I wanted it's to almost to as if he I should be on a nerdy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to record art just talking about everything in the zeitgeist for hours and I just go. Anyway, this, this film opens in, in a Mexican city where Nick Fury, played by Samuel Jackson, uh, <laughs> Quick side bit about Samuel Jackson. I know we've talked about him tons. We've talked about his age. We've talked about his shoe size, everything else. But did you guys know that? Did he... we ever ask what was in his wallet, though? That wallet that the bad mother. I love those oh. uh, those commercials, the Quicksilver card commercials that he's oh, in. Yeah, because what's in your wallet? That's right. Just the cadence of the how he says stuff. <laughs> he is so associated with the word motherfucker that all mentally everyone seeing that they, commercial. Yeah. You... He might as well be saying, "What's in your wallet, motherfucker?" Did you know everyone is putting that in at the end of the sentence? He says he uses the word "motherfucker" to fight a stutter that he's grown up with, and uh, he started get fighting his stutter by pretending to be somebody else. That's how he started in acting, and he actually actively says "motherfucker" to help him avoid stuttering. That's something I found on his Wikipedia page. Oh, a tidbit! <laughs> yeah, a little no, tidbit. Wow. But the coolest thing that I had no idea about Samuel Jackson—you know—he's older. He's 70. Mm-hmm. He attended Martin Luther King Jr.'s funeral in Atlanta, and he, he was actually one of the ushers. Uh, so, oh, boom. Wow. How about that? Uh, and he actually... <laughs> Did he, he walk act- with John Lewis, too? How, what's that? I, I figured... I, I thought he was maybe involved with uh, John Lewis. Good trouble. But I might be... Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure he was. Well, I, also in 1969, Samuel L. Jackson and several other students held members of the Morehouse College Board of Trustees hostage on the campus, demanding reform in the school's curriculum and governance. Uh, so he ended up serving jail time for that. But he was an activist and things like that. So uh, Martin Luther King Sr. was on that board. Uh, so he, he held Martin Luther King Sr. hostage at one point. So that's okay. Just had to throw out some that's your random tidbit. I fell out down rabbit holes on every single person here. This is the most in-depth one because how do you find something about Samuel L. Jackson that we don't all already know but uh uh but it opens with him as nick fury and maria hill colby smalders and you guys all know her from other stuff right uh, oh, yeah. how i, how met, I met your mother which mm-hmm. i never saw that but so i had to go with the thing that she's canadian married to taryn killam from snl uh, yeah. you remember that guy yeah i just remember his he, name he did a lot of impressions he was on scrubs she, as she's also, the overly touchy orderly she's also been in another comic series which colby you know smalders that? has Yes. Ooh, what is it? What is it? I forgot the name of the show, but it also <laughs> had it had. Uh, you said it like she you did. A, she did appear on Agents of, of Shield this. as well. Well, yeah, it's because yeah, it's, I thought he was too. It, yeah, but it, it's one of those. It's one of those shows that sits on the tip of your tongue because the, it begins with an S, but it's also like <laughs> it's a comic and graphic novel that's like it's not like oh oh uh, like, uh, uh, Stumptown. Not, 
Stumptown. Stumptown, right, yeah. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know it, it's almost indie-ish, but it's yeah. like, yeah, what's, that one? what's that one? Like, it's it's Stumptown. It was an indie comic that was actually pretty good about a like a she's a, a detective yeah. in a small town that and she's kind of hard living. I think. And Michael Ely is in it and also becomes kind of her love interest. But do we like Kobe like Smulders? Rucka do we creation. think she's a good actor? I think she yeah, is. Yeah, I like I her. She's fine. She's good for this hill like shield agent person. I think if you'd seen her and How I Met Your Mother and just seen. The difference in the two. You was that a good show? It. Was that? Do you like? Do you guys like that show? I don't. Uh, I. I don't. I haven't watched a lot of it. I've watched clips of it, and I've. It's. If, I don't know if it some of well. it is really good, and some of it's not. For me, know. it's one of those kind of shows that that came on. I can't. I damn that was country. That came on, and it's like, <laughs> I, I I would watch it when it was on, but there was other things that I wanted to watch. And I wanted to watch more. Mm. So it kind of like fell to the wayside. But it's like if there was nothing on and nothing I had to watch or wanted to watch, I would watch it. And like who, who I, I love Barney. So it was like, and uh what's the name? Jason Siegel? Yeah, yeah. Hilarious dude. Well, there's so one. Like, yeah. So there's watching one. it, it's a, it's a great show. But it also like it had to compete with other stuff. Other stuff. But it, it did well. well. Like it was a successful. Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. it went like ten seasons it. or something. And yeah, but yeah, I, it's also got this off. thing where Neil Patrick Harris plays basically a horrible misogynist sort of shit he character. Is indeed. That uh, I mean, you I guess you can say, oh, it's tongue in cheek because he's a gay dude, so he's obviously not this hornball straight dude in real life, but. It's just like the, this is a character you're supposed to like, and he's just kind of a creep. I don't know if he's ever supposed to be likable. I think we all. I mean, you're him. supposed to care what happens to him. So, although I guess you also care what happens. I to cared what happened people. to Barney. I cared I what happened to Barney. And maybe he. I mean, I think they had storylines where he fell in love with Kobe Smulders' character. Yeah, they got me. They were together, and so they kind of they reformed. Were, they were a couple and married on the show. And and uh, people were very angry with the final episode and how they decided to end it. Yes, people uh, were. Uh, because it kept you guessing on who the mother was forever and people just But they did get a spin-off her. though. They did. How I met your father it was on with uh Lizzie McGuire. And how Maria Hill and uh Nick Fury met the cyclone with a face happens right here because <laughs> they arrived to investigate the area after a reported cyclone with a face had torn through the city moments later that they encounter a being known as an elemental specifically the one that can manipulate earth uh and it's destroyed this whole town which pardon me now going back and watching this after i've already watched it a couple of times i'm like uh, spoiler alert even though it's spoiler alert and we know it's just a video like Who's really destroying everything? Uh, we'll get. To well, that. yeah, it's a spoiler because you rewatched it. But if you yeah. watch it for the first time, you didn't. You think see it's that yeah? You don't know this yet, so we'll bring that up later because I I'm confused. Maybe when I get through my other watch again, I'll get it. But I, anyway, brings up questions. Anyway, it's all it's all destruction. Fury and Maria are met by a man in a super powered suit named Quentin Beck. Um, uh, we find out that later, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, whose godparents happen to be Paul Newman and Jamie Lee Curtis. I have a question uh, for you, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Which Gyllenhaal do you love better, Maggie, Maggie or Jake? Uh, let's see, Maggie. Jake, Jake was in City Slickers. 
What what was Maggie yeah. in? Maggie was <laughs> in the Super Dark Knight. Damn you, Ando! Oh. He is, was not going to get that. <laughs> I know, but no, I, that would have made for good good content. Just hearing Joe go, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, ah. So I remember that. Hearing remember Joe that. be dumb it does not make for good yeah, it does. It does. Because then when we get <laughs> that's to episode, not the content people want. When we get up to episode two hundred, they'll be like, "Wow." Joe the title of the episode is uh 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 Joe uh, Joe really grew. And I know uh, guys really helped Joe. That's the I only other sound allowed in the Deborah Joe Rupp podcast. Deborah Joe <laughs> Rupp. Deborah Joe uh, Rupp and Joe goes, uh what was that? Deborah Joe Rupp? Deborah Joe Rupp, Deborah Joe Rupp, Deborah Joe Rupp. I get uh Maggie Gyllenhaal mixed with uh Joan Cusack. <laughs> Those are two very different people. <laughs> yeah. I think they, they both have, have famous brother, brothers. Famous brothers and the brothers. They have famous brothers famous. and they're both character actresses. I'll what about that. what yeah, about uh damn it, why can't I think of his name now? Benny uh, Hill? The guy. Morley Safer. The, uh, the other two guys. They have a podcast. Larry Daryl and Daryl. Martless. He, he has Bud a famous sister. Melman. Larry Bud Melman. What's the what's the other guy? <laughs> I think what's the other guy? The the, the one guy Fred Bolitnikov. With, with Sean Hayes and uh, the Will other Grace. guy, Will Fortune, you Will, are Will Deborah uh, oh, Messing, man. Will Arnett. <laughs> and I Coleman. know his name. I know his name. Jason, but he has he has a he has a famous sister who also Justine acts. Bateman and Jason Bateman. Right there yes. you go. <laughs> uh, Joe, I'm going to tell you to go watch Taylor Swift's All Too Well, Taylor's version, and tell me then how you feel about Jake Gyllenhaal later. Well, so my daughter was telling me all this about that. One of those, <laughs> yes, one of those songs is about him. Not in a good cause, way. Because he, yeah, well, she was, we were playing that song and she was like, this is about uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. She said, he was not nice. He was cheating on her and all this stuff. So, and he was, he was older when he was dating her. She was very young. Oh, um, she does have a line where, you know, uh, I get older, and all your girlfriends tend to be the same age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wow. It is. It is very much about him. Rumored, rumored. I don't rumored. know. I'm not Taylor, yeah. but I they will did, say they did date though. Everybody knows yeah, that, right? Oh, they very much dated. We yeah. know that much. That's confirmed. Um, and she does write songs about her exes, which I stand because if you don't want to be in a song, don't be a douche. Oh yeah, says quoted. You can print that right Just now. Just want to put that Boom. out. People are like, oh my God, does she have to write about her exes? John Mayer wrote about Jessica Simpson's pussy. Like, y'all. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It is okay whoa. that Taylor writes about these dudes and whoa. how they treat her. I'm gonna have to bleep that out. TBJ is just dropping bad words. Oh, you've said worse words. <laughs> it's because it's a feminine body part now. Suddenly we have to bleep it. No, I think whoa, whoa. it's because it's don't coming put, from you. Don't it's, put that on Joe. Don't put that on Joe. No. It, I, listen, I don't, you don't want to get I've never heard you say the F word. I've never heard you say the S word. Maybe damn. I probably say the S word a lot at home. Really? I tell my kids once I don't cuss, and they said, mm, well. I don't think I've ever heard that F word. I don't I don't curse either. Uh, I don't have a reason to say the F word. I don't drop it for funsies if I'm F word. It, it, my, it, favorite, my favorite thing is to do is to sit there and say, I don't fucking curse. Wait, back to <laughs> back to the wait, who wrote a song about whose pussy? What was it? It was uh John no, Mayer. John wrote Mayer wrote John wrote, Mayer is a huge douchebag. Yes, he, is. he is also he also has a song out with you know who's I mean, she's also his music him. is shitty. Whose whose vagina was it again? 
Jessica Simpson. Oh, Jessica Simpson. Okay, gotcha. I just we're gonna make a note of that because I like pop culture stuff like that. But anyway, Jake Gyllenhaal, whose godparents are Paul Newman and Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, helps the two fight the Earth Elemental. Uh, so we, but we don't know it's Jake Gyllenhaal yet, right? Or we do we see his head? He takes, it, he takes his head off. In the oh, he beginning. takes his yeah his, mm-hmm. his toilet off his head. There's toilet not a toilet. Or there is um <laughs> the fishbowl fish is what they call fish it. Fishbowl is what they call it. The fishbowl. Yeah, it's not a toilet bowl. Anyway, but Mysterio is a cool. So we see Mysterio right from the beginning, and that's a cool. He's not called Mysterio yet. Yeah, but we know comic book nerds know who this is already. Like did even wanna, I do. Do you want to bring in your snap reference, Joe? Your, your, your weekly, <laughs> yeah, 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 the character who uh brings uh three of him uh in the game, and you don't know which one is the real one, two of them are worth a zero, and one's worth four, I think. Uh, and then they reveal at the end of the game, uh, snap that's Marvel Snap reference for you, those of you who don't know, uh, which is making me love comics. There's a whole thing, Marvel Snap has like, plus all these movies have like hooked me in. I just I have to announce to you nerds. We'll see if you guys are proud or going to admonish me about this, but I just purchased a year subscription to Marvel Unlimited. Oh, yeah. Uh, for, for cheaper. Did you get, did you get the, 50, the $50? Yeah, the $50 thing. $50, $50. Uh, but uh, my complaint, I guess, That's is the website is really a big mess, but the app is a lot clearer. And it's I'm glad you caught yourself, Art. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> what did he say? I was, he was being racist. I, was, I wasn't being... I was in my head. I was I was doing uh, what's the name? Not is it data? Not data. Which was a racist caricature. So who again? You caught yourself. Good job. The dude from Goonies. Not it wasn't data. That was uh. Continue on Star Trek. Continue on. Continue on. No, he's talking about the Goonies. He was being racist. Uh, Keep going, Joe. Okay. Whoa, whoa! I was not being racist. And he corrected this towards who? When you said fifty dollars, he did an accent that oh. was that was not that great. Can, that oh, was I not see. Great. He called himself. You can keep going, Joe. Okay, I'll I'll hear it in post. Uh, <laughs> I'll clean it up in post. Uh, anyway, shit. Where was I? Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Marvel I was just Unlimited. just saying that. So you were yeah. talking about your subscription the and yeah. the website is. And funky. you can It's cool because you can. There's a part on the page and on the app you can just pick a character. And it just gives you these like origin stories and you can read this series and that series. And it's just, it's almost too much. Like, I don't know where to even begin. I'm like, ah, but, uh, so I think I'm having a problem with trying to get into comics. Can I make a suggestion? I'm not taking my shirt off art. (laughs) Oh, I wouldn't have to make that suggestion. (laughs) Notice, notice how deep my voice got when I said it. Yeah. Barry White over here. Y'all take y'all affair off the air. Keep going. (laughs) Take your affair off. My suggestion would be to get you some sort of cheap tablet. Like, like, read it it there rather than my phone. Definitely rather than on your, rather than using it on your phone. And I mean, you can do also do it on a computer, but it's, it's kind of more set up better for, you know, tablet viewing. Tablet, you know? yeah, tablet. All right. But I mean, it's it's uh, it looks a lot better than you can. Like I said, you can also just jumping around and doing all of that. It it it's more fluid, more intuitive. All right. 
tablet. Uh, <laughs> and it's bigger. You can appreciate the art better. Yeah, it's bigger in the art. And, and that's what I'm really also appreciating about this good art. Like, I'll just stay staring at a page for a little bit. It's like, this is really cool art. And I'll sometimes I'll make it my background. Like, my background right now of this is from Marvel's 1984 Secret Wars. And it's She-Hulk punching the hell out of Bulldozer, who I didn't even and, know existed. And where's, where's, where's so the background like, at? It's on my computer right now. That oh, oh, okay. I can share my screen later and show you, but but the listeners don't want to hear about that because they can't see it. Um, but anyway, you can describe it in detail for them. <laughs> yeah. Back yeah, to the beginning sense. scene of the movie. So we cut to Midtown School of Science and Technology, where Betty Brandt, played by Andrew Rice, who is Australian, by the way, and oh, wow. she's a podcaster. Uh, she's oh. got her own podcast. Uh, uh, that was inspired from her book club activities. She oh, runs a gosh. podcast called The Community Library with an aim to democratize critical reading skills. So how about that? She began in 2019. Uh, and also on this uh, TV news show with Betty Brandt is Jason Ionello, played by Jorge Lindbergh Jr. He plays Memo in Bumblebee, I found out. I, I yeah. knew I'd look familiar yeah. to me. Uh, they're doing their daily school news report. He was also in uh, what's the one that TBJ Loki suggested I watch and listen to and read? Love Simon. Oh, really? He's he in that the too? best. He was the best friend. You should read it if you he haven't. Was. Oh, I've read. I've I've loved Simon. Love Victor. I've, I've, I'm invested. Highly invested. Well, like he, was, he was in that. Do you think because this guy plays Memo and Bumblebee and he gets together with Haley Steinfeld, do you think uh, he'll end up uh, getting together with Hawkeye Haley Steinfeld? Because Memo. No, Memo? you're Memo trying Memo. to make it a thing. Martin, not a Martin, thing. Martin no. Starr has been moving around, so who, who knows? That's true. Martin Starr, we'll get to him in a little bit. But anyway, they're doing their daily school news report that TBJ referenced earlier, which is. She's right, 100%. I'm on board with TBJ. It's a great way to kind of get Exposition. you into what's happening. That's a funny, cute way to do it. Uh, but they start with an in memoriam dedicated to Tony Stark, Steve Rogers, Natasha, and Vision. Um, and he says that was video was put together by Kenneth Lim and Vihan Ramamurthy. So I was going to ask you guys, are those characters from the comics, Kenneth Lim and Vihan Ramamurthy? Oh, Kenneth Lim sounds from there, actually. Well, I don't think they are because I googled them, but um, uh, I couldn't find anything. But did you Google them as looking for them in the comics to see if maybe they possibly could? be I just writers? googled them, and all I could find was references to this scene. Okay, uh, but I, I thought maybe they're even just a key grip's name or a director's son or a you know whatever. But they show those two pictures of those two kids, and I was kind of cool. You didn't do a deep enough dive then because you would have gotten to the end of the movie and just. Scared all the credits. Yeah, I should have done that. Yeah, I did. I did. I did a control F on the IMDb page and didn't come up with their names. I don't think so. I don't think they worked on the film. Anyway, Betty recaps the events of the snap or the blip, as they're calling it now, with many students having been dusted away before returning to life and finding that some of their younger classmates have now surpassed them physically. I even like the thing where they showed the re-blip like when they come back and they're they show up in the middle of a game you know basketball yeah. game in the gym and they're bumping into each other and all that and something i really hope doesn't ever happen is like people like someone telling a story of oh I, when i blipped back i was in the middle of a wall or something i feel like that's something 
Bruce Banner, when he brought everybody back, would have accounted for. He would have somehow like, figured out how to. Yeah, make sure, to... like, bring everybody back. Don't materialize someone in a wall because, like, a, a, a building is built where yeah. he was exactly before. Does it bring everybody back safely? Well, we hear from May when she talks about how when she blipped back the people in the apartment that was yeah. how Damn, somebody else thought she was a ghost. They thought she was, you know, uh, having an affair with the ladies, you know, whatever it was. Um, so, and I know we've talked about this before too. There could be a whole show just based on the blip, probably. You know, they could mm-hmm. just do a show about everybody that's, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, so if Aunt May and Peter Parker both left, they just lost everything they ever owned. <laughs> all of their items, all of his stuff yeah. is, you know, but he didn't lose a suitcase that belonged to his Uncle Ben because it's a BFP, Benjamin Franklin. So it have, maybe it was all put in storage or something. Maybe people. Maybe it was already in storage. And they found that could that. be too. Yeah, that somebody's got to dig into all the details of every single person's life and what they've lost. Well, you but then again, yeah, like like Ant Man's van was in storage. Yeah, it was just it in, was a, in a storage in a place. That's not somewhere. where it was. Yeah, yeah. So, so they probably just like everybody there. who's blipped, gather their stuff up. We'll we'll put them somewhere and we'll figure out what to do with Must them. Must just eventually. have to be like closest relative or closest person to them. You know, does anybody know yeah. this guy? You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Know, once you, I feel like once you start falling down a rabbit hole like that, someone like me. It makes me want to fall even deeper. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, yeah. people have been gone for five years, and they were still in high school. Were like, were like some of these people eleven, and it, it just, you know. Well, and that's what we we talked about the last couple yeah. episodes. Like, it doesn't quite add up. Some, yeah, some of it's not right because, like, Ned. So it's Ned like, and Peter haven't aged at all, really. I mean, they're like because the they both blipped. Yeah, but they're not. Uh. But nobody else is five years older in their whole class. Like they're all like nobody it's was random. a little tiny kid. It's random. Flash Thompson is still blipped. Uh, Every single think, one of I've... those people on that boat went. That, well, except the one guy grew up. Uh, Brad, who we get to in a minute. Yeah, but but I think but yeah, uh, Zendaya, MJ, blipped. I think everybody blipped. Yeah. So yeah, there's some things with that. Plus. All these guys are 27 years old, and uh, the <laughs> actors are all 27. You know, and anyway, so that's but we that's our suspension of disbelief, I guess, that we all do about school. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, the broadcast ends with Jason saying, "Are the Avengers even like a thing anymore? Does anyone even have a plan?" And it cuts right to Peter saying, "And that's still a, a question that's never been plan. answered." Yeah, it's, yeah they were just kind of like, "Yeah," and I think that sets up well. I mean, they're setting up the rest of the MCU. Like, what's what is the plan? Are they a thing? When nobody knows, we got to develop this and then it comes to peter saying i have a plan asking out mj uh and peter parker played by tom holland who's again i know you guys said he was british before but i keep forgetting that because he does such a good you job. keep forgetting it because he's <laughs> so good at the american accent like he billy elliott oh he was billy i see i never saw i never saw anything he was in before or ever even heard of him so I fell down a rabbit hole with him. For a very long time. Tom is a child actor through and through. Well, seeing interviews of him and Zendaya talking, like, I can't believe that's him because that's such a good this is all I know him from. So for me, it's like crazy. But his dad was a British comedian named Dom Holland, who you can look up on YouTube and see his comedy, uh, which is uh, an okay comedian. Uh he's a British guy. He's mostly talking about wankers and things with <laughs> That American people don't talk about. Uh, but anyway, Peter's discussing with Ned 
Ned Leeds, played by Jacob Batalone, who has alopecia in real life and wears a wig. Did you know that? Boom. You didn't know that. Uh, his plan. <laughs> he's talking about his plans to win over Michelle Jones as MJ, uh, on whom he has developed a crush, played by Zendaya. And I know you guys all know everything about Zendaya. Again, I know her from my daughter's shows that she loves. But she spent time at California Shakespeare Theater in Orinda, California, where her mother worked a summer job as a house manager. How about that? Love your random deep dives. <laughs> yeah. They are so random. Thank you. And Zendaya helped her mom seat patrons and sold tickets and was inspired to pursue acting by that. Anyway, they're prepping for a class trip to Europe, and Peter hopes that he can tell MJ how he feels. Uh, and or, I do want to say that Michelle Jones, is she? We, I know we've talked about this. She's not always Michelle Jones in the comics, or she always is Michelle Jones. Uh, what was her name? This is MJ. So this was the difference. This is Mary Jane Watson. Well, Mary Jane Watson was another one. That's right. Yeah. However, and that was Kirsten Dunst in the Sam Raimi trilogy. Okay. Uh, at some point, I can't remember if it's this movie or the next one. Uh, was I it when we... she was on a bridge? It might have been one? where, like, we find out her name is closer to Mary Jane Watson than her real name is. I can't remember if it's like "Don't Call Me Mary Jane" or "Don't Call Me Watson" or like, "Don't." Oh, her last Watson name or something is, like that. She's really Mary Jane Watson, so she is Mary Jane. Watson. She might legally be that, but she doesn't like to go by that name. I think I can't remember. It's been too long since I've seen him, but uh, but it's out, and we'll discover this together. As or maybe the next. It's probably the next one. It's probably the next one. Let me. Oh, the shop. I guess it doesn't matter that much. Joe uh, won't remember that. <laughs> no, I've already forgotten what. Uh, anyway, Peter's planning to tell her how he feels. Uh, and then Peter later attends a fundraiser for homeless people who are displaced by the blip. Uh, and that's the whole thing. Like, that would have to happen. You would have to have charities set up. And it was Salvation Army, I think, in the thing. But it was, like, set up for homeless people who were displaced. And we hear Aunt May talking about on stage how she was blipped and she came back and the 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 one lady thought she was a ghost and somebody else thought she was cheating on her husband. Uh, it was very confusing. But that's played by Marissa. Aunt May is played by Marissa Tomei, uh, who is from Midwood, a neighborhood in Brooklyn. Uh, same neighborhood as MCA from the Beastie Boys. So, uh, And one other thing about Marissa Tomei, she recently found out on one of those DNA shows that she is Julianne Moore's cousin. And she was also once quoted to say, I'm not that big of a fan of marriage as an institution, and I don't know why women need to have children to be seen as complete human beings. Uh, there you go. Agreed. She don't give a fuck. Uh, yeah, her name is revealed to be Michelle Jones Watson in uh, the, the third Spider-Man film. Oh, so okay. We won't you. talk about it here. So they do get back to the yeah. thing. Okay. Um, I love Zendaya. Anyway. But those two, Marissa Tomei and, I mean, um, Aunt May and Peter, are then met by Happy Hogan, they played John Favreau, who also uh, credits the role playing game Dungeons & Dragons with giving him a really strong background in imagination, storytelling, and understanding how to create a tone and a sense of balance. And also, he went by the name Johnny Hack in college because he played ho- hacky. He was great at ho- hacky sack at Queens College. Anyway. J- Johnny Happy- Hack. Johnny Hack. That's what Happy Hogan was known as. John Favreau. Johnny Hack in college. He's a hacky sack guy. Just picture him playing hacky sack. Uh, 
Anyway, Happy appears to be flirting with May. And it, <laughs> not appears to be. He definitely <laughs> is flirting. And it is freaking Peter out a little bit. It's, what is going on here? Uh, but it's so cute. It is adorable. It is very adorable. Um, yeah, it's very funny. And <laughs> Marissa Tomei is so good at this, too. Like, she, yeah, she's the best part of this whole thing. Anyway, he gives Peter a heads up that Fury is going to call him. Uh, which he's like, I don't want to hear from, him. I don't want to talk to next year. He's like, he's going to call you, but he does it almost instantly. But Peter ignores him since he has other things to worry about. And he wants to be a kid. Um, and I found an Easter egg in this scene. I don't know if you guys noticed, uh, in the funny argument scene when he's like, you don't ghost Nick Fury behind him is, uh, presumably for auction at this fundraiser. There's a poster for an old wrestling match. And on the wrestling match, it, fe- it says featuring Crusher Hogan, uh, and it was like a vintage yep. poster. And so I looked up Crusher Hogan and he is like the he's the what Randy Savage played. Yeah. Sort of in the Sam Raimi trilogy. Yeah. It was Crusher he Hogan. He was Crusher Hogan was the rest. And there was I remember there's a one shot about Crusher Hogan, what happened to him after he he's fought. He's got a whole storyline I fell down right and I didn't write it down, yeah. but like so yeah, I just happened to spot that. I was just pausing it to write stuff and I was like, hey, what's that poster say behind him? I was like, God, oh, Crusher Hogan. At first, I thought it was Happy Hogan's name or something. But yeah, so the, in the comics, Spider-Man first tries out, you know, finds out he's got powered by wrestling. And I think he did this Peter do that, too, in one of the Spider-Mens? I think feel like he did. Uh, we've seen, we haven't seen like his origin origin. We've, oh, okay. uh, he was already Spider-Man. So that was Tobey Maguire that did that. Yeah, Tobey Maguire did that. Against Randy Macho Man Savage, the greatest living well dead the greatest whoever lived the greatest performer yeah in any anything mm-hmm. uh any art form randy Macho and savage you're gonna go with that that's, that's your final answer <laughs> better than dad house <laughs> yep tbj loves randy Macho and savage she's got posters don't put over. words in my mouth <laughs> Do you know who that is, TBJ? Randy Macho Man? Yes, fun fact. Once upon a time when I was married, my ex-husband had um, some family and we went to their house all the time to watch wrestling. I wasn't paying attention (laughs) that much, but it was enough for me to understand that world for a very long time. So I am familiar with the world of wrestling. Not like you, but I know enough. (laughs) Maybe you and Joe should get a a wrestling podcast. No, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> I just... even went to a WW. What are they? E now WWE yeah. match Ooh. when they came to Charlotte years ago. That might have been um, the same. Oh no, no, Art was. Were both. they at Spectrum? Oh, probably. I don't know. I was going to say if it was yeah. years ago, like when you were younger. I thought maybe. Uh, no, Art, no. Art, I mean, Art I was in high in... school. That was right, and I was that was in Baltimore. Though. Yeah, that was in Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was an adult. I did this when my kids were younger, so oh. this was probably mm, towards I'm on my way to Divorceville by that point when I saw them live. But I spent a lot of time watching, sitting on a couch, watching wrestling. <laughs> TBJ is a wrestling fanatic. Uh, anyway, Peter. Nope. <laughs> Peter returns outside as Spidey to talk to reporters, but they overwhelm him with questions about becoming the new Iron Man or the next lead Avenger. So he breaks out and leaves and jumps out of that. Uh, this is that first little bit of like overwhelming a 16 year old and forgetting yeah. he is a kid. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's that there's, there's a little girl in the front row. She's got a paper plate tied to her head that's decorated as Spider-Man. I can't I couldn't stop looking at that. Uh anyway, and then and then we're back in Peter's room and Aunt May throws a banana at Peter and it hits him in the head because Peter Tingle doesn't sense it. Uh and May tells him he should pack his suits, but he doesn't really he decides not to. And we see a a a, a, a quick glimpse of the Iron Man Spider-Man suit that's in like a some kind of computer generated looks like a mini fridge that says don't unplug yeah. it's like kind of cool looking i missed that the first three times i, was, I watched this i just saw it this time I was like, oh that was cool i paused and I was like, oh, that looks really cool like wait what was that yeah that's what yeah i was surprised so it was cool but he just wants to be a kid and this is when we see his he's loading up his suitcase it says bfp stands for benjamin franklin uh parker which was his uncle uh we assume because I don't think we met him in this one, right? This one didn't have no. That. I'm confused. Okay. The class later heads out for the trip with Peter choosing to leave the Spidey suit behind to enjoy his vacation, but later finds that Aunt May packed it when he's going through customs. Uh, but she doesn't care about that. She just doesn't want the banana to come. Uh, and they're chaperoned by Mr. Harrigan, played by Martin Starr from Freaks and Geeks, uh, who is in real life a Buddhist. Uh, that's obviously that. And Mr. Dell, played by possibly the greatest actor of all time, JB Smooth. He's so funny. Yes. <laughs> so Smooth, yep. If you've He's ever so funny and he pops up in some random movie sometimes <laughs> and you he's just but that's so a testament. Like he can pop up here, he can pop up there. It doesn't matter. So great. He's still gonna be funny. I think so one of great. his greatest roles in his life when he gets to be at that point where he's no longer doing it, will him be him playing Leon and hanging yes. out with Larry David. <laughs> yeah, Larry day. David. So I just find I've been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, and I just finally got to the season where Leon shows up, and the, the first argument he and, has is hilarious. Uh, I was laughing out loud. My my mom was laughing, and it was all about oh who <laughs> who you would. <laughs> There's nobody on Beverly Hillbillies to masturbate to. Uh, <laughs> Aunt Clara, they're just arguing about it. It's hilarious. Uh, anyway, uh, JB Smooth is from Plymouth, <laughs> North Carolina, originally, and he used to sell fire extinguishers door to door. And he was uh, also he... the narrator of Pootie Tang. Oh, he was? That's yeah. right. Let's go back and watch that now because I have this. So I got to see him do some stand up at a couple of comedy festivals and. Just hilarious! Like he does, he gets into, he's laying on the ground, he's doing all kind. I mean, he's just the best. Oh, I love JB Smooth. So, uh, I think I I don't know that I remembered he was in this when I watched it, the uh, rewatched it for the the podcast this first time, or I I might not have known him as well as I know him now. But anyway, uh, but they're joined. Those two teachers are joined by other students, including Flash Thompson. Played by Tony Revlori, Revlori, who began his career as a child actor, getting his first role at two in a baby food commercial. Flash has this show called, uh, or what's his? Um, the Flash Mob. Flash or... Mob is our people, but his show, I thought it was called something else. Anyway. It might he, be called something else. He's still a big Spidey fan, but he also still dumps on Peter. Uh, yeah, that was that was a classic uh, Flash Thompson business. Like yeah, he loves Spider-Man and thinks Peter's a dingus. Yeah. But then they eventually they grow up and he sort of realizes yeah. he was an asshole. 
he ends up liking Flash later. They become friends. Yeah, they become friends, and he goes and becomes. Uh, he goes into the military and uh, gets his legs blown Venom. off and becomes Ooh. an alcoholic. And uh, Flash does. Yeah, yeah he, I, I think he marries Betty Brant even, or he's involved with Betty Brant. But he break he loses the relationship because he's he's having PTSD problems oh. and stuff, and then eventually he becomes uh, Agent Venom. Yeah. Once the government sort of isolates the Venom symbiote and decides they can figure out how to control it and use it as so he he basically he looks a lot like Snake Eyes from GI Joe. Ooh. It was like if you took the black costume Spider Man, which you're you're reading Secret Wars right now. Yeah. Uh, if you take the black costume Spider Man and put like some like military apparatus like you know guns and and pouch yeah. belts and that's and who Agent stuff Venom like that. Is? Yeah, that's it's Flash Thompson trying to control the Venom symbiote. Which also allows him to walk around and gives the because it's the symbiote it can sort of create whatever it wants to and get super huge or whatever so it gives him his legs back basically. Wow! But uh, it, it's wow. an interesting okay, storyline. So, so just real si- quick side note, I feel like you guys have been vague about this, but so the Venom movie movies that have been out is not Flash Thompson or it is Flash Thompson? No, Venom movies is the original Venom that's Eddie Brock. That's a that's a whole other thing. And is that yeah. part of the MCU? It's not. Might be. Kind of is. Technically, kinda is. it's part of the multiverse. Uh, they have. There's a thing that happens later where uh, there's a tag at the end of I think the second Venom movie where uh, he sort of something crazy happens and then he he winds up. They, we realize he's in the MCU now and Venom the symbiote kind of becomes obsessed with sees Peter Parker or sees Spider-Man on the screen on a TV screen and gets obsessed with him. And it's played by and Tom then in, uh, or it's just yeah. Spider-Man. Or... But uh, Tom Hardy is playing Eddie Brock. So then uh, I think the next thing we see is in Spider-Man. I think it's in a tag from the third Spider-Man far from home or no way home where Eddie Brock is in a bar, just kind of learning about the MCU and suddenly he gets zapped back to wherever he's from. Right, it was like grand opening, grand closing. Yes. So he goes back to the Sony Marvel universe, which includes like I guess Morbius and uh, eventually shit, Craven movie. and all that shit. But a drop Craven of the Venom like symbiote is left good. behind. So it teases that there's going to be a Venom in the MCU proper, but we haven't. That Pro- all we know is there's a drop of symbiote. Okay. Kind of separated. All right. Too much. Or who knows? Who knows? Who knows? They might jump back over. So, with Marvel, you, you know, know, soon to have to you compete with DC. You know, you never know. You never know. Uh, but that's uh, that's. I can't. Don't have enough brain cells left to uh, take all that in. I'm just gonna put that aside for now. I'll keep asking that 18 more times. Yeah. Flash. Uh, or I mean, Ned. I want to. You want to get on that airplane uh ned wants to play beast slayer for nine hours he's excited mm-hmm. about that and i did find out beast slayer is a real game art you, have you played it i have not okay no, are you familiar not. with it i am not oh not dang me. i was hoping art would like launch into a whole tirade about beast slayer i thought it was like a made-up thing beast slayer sound i mean i i like it sounds like it's a roguelike but a game like beast slayer if like while it sounds like a rogue, like I kind of liken it. Maybe it's like Skyrim, which I would know something about. But games like Diablo Four, basically where you have to constantly die over and over and over again <laughs> to get further. I get bored with that really, really quick. I think so Beast Slayer is like eight bit too. Like it's like old, like 
crappy, like Minecraft type. Did you Google it, Joe? I figured yeah. you would have like. Yeah, I Googled it. it and said it's an eight-bit open world where monsters roam free. Um, so it looks like Minecraft to me, but I mean, if it's open world, like, that probably means it's it's, it's, it's more it like looks Skyrim. like old school, but it's newer school because oh. back in the day you couldn't really do open world because that involves. Well, you had Zelda. Zelda was open world, but it was eight-bit pixel style. It was a really open world. You didn't have like, here's the next mission. Here's the next mission. You couldn't like go screw off and. Well, you you could, but you eventually had to finish the game. You had to go and fight Ganon. So it's. But it is. Oh well, yeah, world. I mean that's that's kind of every like video game has a story that you're supposed to follow. But you know, with like Grand Theft Auto or something, you say, I'll get to that story eventually. But for now, I'm going to get in a car and just run over people until the cops right. attack me. Like right now, I'm playing. Uh, like after what? Because I was watching this. A little bit yesterday, I stopped watching it and I started playing. I'm playing uh, Miles Morales Spider Man and just going around, you know, the Sith and me helping people out, but then also <laughs> watching people, you know, like, you... oh, this person, it's like crimes afoot. And I look, oh, okay, cool. And I'm just swinging along, swinging along, and having fun just swinging around the city of New York. Are you, are you, even are you playing a PS, PS Spider Man game? That everyone's talking about. I well, I, I have the I have the original Spider Man. I don't have Spider Man two. Oh, you know Spider Man two. Everyone's I think, talking about that yeah. one. Yeah, but have, but you have, have a PlayStation. I have, I have a PlayStation. Yeah, I got you. And I but I play you no know, uh, Miles Morales. I play on uh, it's a PC game, so oh, I play on PC game. Deck. Yeah, is it open world? Yeah, it's open world. Okay, I love but it open also world has everything. a mission. It also has a mission. I mean, okay. uh, 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 end game. And you can play that on Space, Steam. Steam. Yeah. Okay. You can play on Steam, but it's like a... you know you're dealing with the uh, what a rocks on and and his like his his yeah. uncle and the prowler and all of that. So. And there's also a classic PS2 Incredible Hulk game that was so open world. Oh, that was awesome! I had that. That, that it was stupid. Yeah, but that it was, was so it was, great. So it was like be, yeah, just being able to play something like that. Prowler wasn't Prowler played by just run around as the Hulk and just break everything. By who? Prowler was Childish Gambino, wasn't it? The Prowler, yeah. No. Um, All right, he was something. Yeah. The was he the voice in the the Miles Morales cartoon? No, or... no, I mean in the movie in the MCU. Uh, well, yeah, Aaron that, Davis uh, has yeah. a, a small Aaron role Davis. in the first Spider Man, Spider Man Homecoming, and then he's also into in the, what you call it in costume and uh, into the Spider Verse or across the Spider Verse. Which one is it? Which Think I guess a... I, I guess technically they haven't. They're not in there, even though they mentioned the universe. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's right. He and he does show up as the Prowler in the second Miles Morales animated film, in uh -huh. the crazy Spider multiverse they go to. He's kind of in prison. That's anyway, on the plane, Peter tries to get Ned to help him switch seats so he can sit next to MJ, but Ned, <laughs> unfortunately, Ned. Uh, only causes Mr. Harrington to panic about the perfume allergy that he made up. Uh, to he takes Peter and sits with him, while MJ seated next to Brad Davis, played by Remy High, uh, who was in a Sydney, Australia indie rock group called Rapids, and you can see them play on YouTube. They have a couple of videos. Uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, and uh, they released a self-titled EP in 2010. But Brad Davis is one of the kids that didn't get dusted and grew into a handsome athletic superstar. 
Uh, and Peter's very jealous while Ned sit, sits next to Betty and they end up becoming a couple, even though Ned wanted to be a bachelor in Europe. <laughs> uh, but then Mr. Harrington starts telling Peter all about his wife pretending to blip out <laughs> uh, to get away from him. And so he had a, we even held a funeral for her. Um, that was kind of funny. And then the class arrives in Venice, Italy for their first stop. And they stay in a crummy hotel, but they take time to enjoy the sights while Peter tries to get closer to MJ. Um, yeah, I just know that Venice is one beautiful place. Have you? Oh, yeah. So you went there, right, TBJ? I was there in March, but it was also the only place in Europe that I had blatant, blatant case of racism. Oh, really? Venice, yeah, at a Venice, restaurant. Venice was mm-hmm. the only place? The only one to my face. I okay. Like that. Yeah. But it is gorgeous. And all I kept thinking when that thing came out from the water is that it really is a city surrounded by so much water. Yeah. It's insane. Like insane. If you want to get too far in, taking the streets is like a, a maze. You think you turned over here? Yeah. That's a lie. You turned five times and <laughs> Make sure your phone is charged, but it's gorgeous. So is it, how big is it a city? Like, does it feel like a big city, like New York, like huge, like sprawling or is it a small? No, it doesn't feel like New York. I don't think, I think Milan is, Milan is obviously huge and Florence is huge. And I was in both, but when you're in it, you don't feel like you're in a New York city. Does that make sense? Cause they're still very, Specifically, Venice, the structures are still very classic. There's so, so old, much museums. Yeah. There's still cobblestone streets. There's little markets. Even when they're selling updated stuff, they still have the feel of like a little market. Yeah. So it doesn't feel huge. It is, if you want to get to certain parts of it, you are going to want to get on the boat taxi. But you don't have, you can roam around for Does it hours. smell like fishy? Like because it's no. Venice? Okay. No. Doesn't smell like water. Not a hint of it. And it really is like you're just walking and there you are on the water. Or you're just walking and, oh, I'm on a bridge now over water. And you're just walking and there's some more water. But it's gorgeous. So low key, while watching this, I went to look up Google Flights. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To see if I could go back soon. Uh, It's not in the budget right now. But again, if anyone wants to sponsor this podcast, now's a good time. So TBJ can go back to Italy. (laughs) Yeah, just just ten million dollars an episode uh, each, and you can right. be a sponsor. <laughs> uh, yeah, so while while they're 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 here in Venice, and suddenly the water levels on the ground start rising, and uh, soon a massive water elemental begins to wreak havoc upon the city, using water to flood the city or destroy buildings. And Peter tries to do something about it, but he left his spidey suit at the hotel, and uh, uh, Beck arrives and uses his powers to fight the water elemental. And they kind of, Peter kind of helps him a little bit um, after hitting his head on the giant bell a bunch of times. It's kind of a funny and thing. big question um, at this point while this fight was going on for yeah. people who were watching it for the first time, especially the nerds, were, is this the Spider-Man villain Hydro-Man, who uh, oh. is played by uh, Maury, Morris Bench, who Flash Thompson reads on the internet later after this fight about... There's a rumor that a guy named oh, Morris Bench was yeah, exposed to that. water power. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot to ask about that. That is Hydro Man, but apparently that is not this. Who recently just got killed by Carnage in the comics. Somehow. I don't know how. And that's where MJ says, can kill a guy made out of water, but. Don't believe everything you read on the internet when he brings it yeah. up. Well, they think it might be this guy. 
Yeah. Okay. Because I mean that I think that plays with the idea. Of, like when we first saw a trailer for this, we saw these giant water dude. Holy yeah. shit! Is that Hydro Man? They're gonna do Hydro Man in the next Spider Man movie? Yeah. So you guys were in the theater thinking that, right? You nerds. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we had a feeling. I mean, one of the ways they could have gone with the whole uh, Quentin Beck shenanigans is that it could be a it could have been a team up uh, with or or a disagreement or whatever between Spidey people. Mysterio is mad at Hydra Man for some reason. And I think the trailer also showed the uh, the Earth elemental. Like, is that Sandman? Is that Flint oh, Marco? Yeah. Could be those. Yeah, that could yeah. be the Earth guy. Could be. Yeah. So be a way to introduce both of those guys if they wanted to do that that way. Okay. Well, after the attack, uh, we see Flash is in love with Spider Man, talking about him. What's with you and Spider Man? And he loves him while he calls Peter a dipshit or whatever. And so uh, he has no idea it's Peter. And then Peter talks to May on the phone, and we get more flirty, happy. Like, <laughs> why is happy there? And they're flirty. Uh, that the cute little adorable stuff there. And then, uh, and so we they're talking. The kids are talking about Beck and how, what a hero he is, and they start calling him Mysterio, and uh, uh, because it came from the Italian man of mystery, which uh, MJ explains. Yeah, uh, and the word for mystery in Italian is Mysterio, and that was a great way to give him his name. It was cool. Yeah, that was a great way to do it. In, it Italy and they say and then Betty and Ned both Daddy. simultaneously say cool name babe <laughs> <Look at each laughs> other. Uh, that whole thing's hilarious uh, uh, anyway and then uh, I think we'll probably get to- <laughs> I want to be a bachelor those were the words of a boy <laughs> yeah, yeah Ned is great <laughs> um, yeah. but Peter and Ned go back to the room we'll probably get to a stopping point here in a second uh, we go back to the room but Ned gets tranquilized by Nick Fury, uh, who shows up and has been trying to get Peter's attention, and it hasn't worked until now. And they keep trying to talk, but everybody, J.B. Smoove comes, and Martin Starr comes, and then, uh, <laughs> Betty comes, and they say, like, one more person, we're going to be attending another funeral, one more person comes in here. Uh, that was a funny bit, but we've, we kind of find out that the whole trip is being manipulated by Fury. Uh, well, it isn't until... Peter refuses to help. Well, he said, I needed you to be in Italy, and now you're in Italy. I need oh, you. I you know, he says that in this time. So I needed you here, and now you're here. Uh, so he kind of like hints at that, and then you realize later that, oh, he's controlling. He's putting him wherever he needs to be. And then he says he wants to go to Prague, and he's like, I'm not going to Prague. I I don't uh, no, uh, I don't want to do it. I want to be a kid. And then Nick Fury gives him the Google goggles that he got from uh, uh, Tony. Tony wanted me to give you this. He left this for you. Yeah, which is a whole other ball of wax that we'll get into next time. Yes. Yes. It's, but I... it, it, it's the MacGuffin, but it's also kind of crazy. And it's when... Well, I mean, we'll talk about it later. But yeah, it, we'll, yeah, we'll get into that because we yeah. it's quite a bit. But... Sammy J says, uneasy lies the head that wears the crown. Uh, he said you wouldn't know that because it's not from Star Wars, which was kind of funny hearing Mace Windu talk about Star Wars and <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man. And, that's true. Uh, that's but, but actual... We, we kind of skipped the bit where he actually takes them to meet Quentin Beck the first time. Yeah, he didn't give them to him, though. That, we yeah, haven't like, got to that yet. Yeah, the, the goggles come after Nick Fury takes him. When he yeah. introduces him to everybody. Yeah, he just gives them the glasses at this point. We haven't yeah. talked about them yet. That comes later. Um, right. But um, 
Yeah, so that quote, Uneasy Lies the Head that Wears the Crown, is from King Henry IV, uh, just so everyone knows. Yeah. Uh, and so he takes, I guess before he says no to Prague, he takes Peter to a secret hideout to meet Maria and Beck. And Beck explains that he's from an alternate Earth, Earth 833, which is where the elementals, elementals are supposedly coming from. Uh, and then he and interestingly, him, though, yeah, yeah. he refers to the MCU as Earth 616. Yeah, yeah. Which is actually the Marvel Comics universe. The main Marvel Comics universe is 616. Oh. Uh, so that was like a callback to that. However, however, in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which we have not watched together yet, right? And it's phase four. Uh, even they officially, Spoiler. when they introduce the multiverse, they refer to this as 616. Oh, they do? And then... Which is still wrong, because that's the Marvel Comics universe. That's not the MCU. But, but these I are think separate that's... things, right? So they can use the same one? Uh, I mean, I guess... It's it's one it, of those I things. guess each multiverse could have their own naming conventions for the other universes. So, sure. Yeah, right. I mean, because uh, aliens don't call Mars. If there was an alien on Mars, they wouldn't call it Mars. They'd call it right. bleeding yeah, Lord floor. And as we've seen in S.H.I.E.L.D., where, where, you know, it, it's always Terran when it comes to Earth. But, um... No, that's right. What was I going to say? You were going to say like you love in, me? In, in the second, in the second Spider-Verse film, when Miguel O'Hara, I think he called, doesn't he call it by what, if you look it up on like the, uh, the wiki, they have it listed as um oh, one yeah. nine 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 or some shit like that. Like he makes mention of that when he says like the thing that strange and yeah, you're very dead on Earth, blah 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 nine 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 or whatever. So like he actually I think felt like used the actual cinematic designation yeah. for what this universe is. So yeah, the MCU is uh. According to you know Marvel mythology is actually Earth one nine 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 nine. Oh, so it's not six one six. Yes, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. So <laughs> in, 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 in what in the MCU they call it six one six. And and what this is becoming a debate? And what if? And what if season two Which episode? I haven't watched this episode. This is the next episode. I haven't watched this yet either. I think it's episode eight. I'm I'm about to watch seven, but episode eight, I think it's the one where they go to the six sixteen oh two. Oh, hey Joe, did you catch that, Joe? Did you catch that, Joe? Sixteen oh two. Sixteen oh two is not the name of no, the universe. Well, it's no. like the year said, it takes place, right? I said, I said, I said, I said the bottom one too. But anyway, oh, and, and, and what if it will be? It, it's going to be the designation of that timeline. It's, it's, while it is 1602, it is, like, basically, it would be, like, how you had, like, the 616. This would be the 1602. And then the 619. Oh, that, that's convenient that all the yeah. superhero shit starts happening in 1602 in that universe. So they just name it 1602. Right. Not to be confused with the 619 that Ray Mysterio Jr. does. <laughs> Correct. And also that Dom, uh, D- Dirty Dom does as well. Oh, Okay. His son. So basically, at this point, Beck Beck tells Peter Parker that there is a multiverse, which he seems surprised by, which uh, we already talked about this. I thought 
He already knows this. He's been through all Doctor Strange's stuff. All the he's been through all his multiverse shit. He's been in. No, the he flip. hasn't yet. Yeah, I think he has. I'm, I'm it's not the him. multiverse no, that he's been through is. yet. It is. You wrong. are not the expert, Joe. <laughs> Stop arguing. But he is. But nonetheless, Peter is shocked about the the eternal inflation system that implies that all macroscopic histories permitted by laws of physics are repeated in an infinite number of times in the infinite multiverse. Right. <laughs> yes. I Googled that. Uh, and then uh, Beck said, don't ever apologize. And they said, oh, I'm sorry, because they all look at him like he's an idiot for saying all that stuff. And said, don't, I'm sorry. Don't ever apologize for being the smartest one in the room. They're just like Art Star should never uh, apologize for being the sexiest one in the room. And he does it. No one asks him to. We're just trying to he, profit he off is. of it. Yeah. Never <laughs> ask him. Yeah, that's right. We We're just profit. trying to profit. Yeah. Anyway, all of this. So basically, elemental... basically, I'm just trying to make money. <laughs> call back. Yes, call, call back. back. That was in the yeah. I got to put that back in the intro. Anyway, all this, all these elementals are supposedly caused by the snap. And Beck claims that the fire elemental was the one that destroyed his home world and his family. And Fury wants Peter's help in fighting back, uh, but he feels he's not he's not the Avenger that's qualified to fight beings like these. I'm just a friendly neighbor in Spider Man. He says. Where Sammy J says, "Bitch, please, you've been a space." <laughs> <laughs> I could not believe they had Nick Fury say, "Bitch, please." <laughs> when um, Nick Fury is played by Sam Jackson, I can, I yeah, can believe it's that. so great. Which Tommy Cantrell says, "Bitch, please me" all the time. Um, anyway. It's not just you, and stop saying people's first and last names. Sorry, this podcast. everybody. Yeah, Tommy. Anyway, Fury. Yeah, cut that. But Fury hijacks the class's vacation. Oh no. Okay, we'll we'll leave it here before. Um, you know, before when he says no, and he's like, "Okay, okay, you're just okay with that." So before we get to yes, the next we moment, we'll just here. leave it here. Um, and so we think Peter's gonna just not do it. We think he's gonna be able to walk away. Yeah, Boom. he's gonna be able to just do his thing uh, and be a kid because be that's kid. all he's asking. Yeah, he just wants to be a kid. You don't blame him. For two seconds, I really was upset at Sam Jackson. I was ready to fight because I'm like, he is a kid. Yeah, let him do he's it. He's just a kid. But, I get it. But the world's he, ending and, you know. Kind of he's listen. still 16. You're yeah. expecting him. He's 16. Grew up with an aunt. No parents. He was 16. And when you're 16, snapped, he was 16 and you're in love with a girl, like that's the only too, thing I you think about. No. Right, right. All day, and so, all so night. At, and only at th- this point, what are Nick Fury's options? Shield, like he's he blimped. Yeah. You know. So Shield is probably in disarray if it exists at all, which it probably didn't because it was taken down in uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Cap Cap's gone. Iron Man's gone. Black Widow's gone. Thor's His off world. Right hand. Thor's not available. Captain Marvel not available. Uh. Well, Captain Marvel, he just said, "Don't bring up her name." Whatever. Yeah. Thor's uh, off world and so on. I, I guess he could get Falcon, maybe. Ant Man. Uh, oh, no, Ant Man's gone. No, Ant Man's back. Oh, he came yeah. back. Right. Yeah, uh, I get I get the upsetness, but he lays into him a guilt trip that is like heavy on the manipulation. And I'm like, Ooh. uh, he's still a kid. And so he's yeah. in this hard place. And he says it like I not only are you making him feel guilty, you also are making him make choices without a grown-up in his life to help or guide him or anyone to talk through, right? He's, like, supposed to decide at 16 for himself a life-altering thing. And he has to think about his aunt because they're the only two family members they have. There's a lot of pressure 
Uh, so there's a few seconds that if I were there, I would have punched Nick Fury and him. Mm. That's just me. Right. TBJ's he he a, like, a mama bear. He would have killed me, but I would have been like, he, <laughs> yeah. he didn't even let him talk to his aunt. Like his aunt might tell him to go do it, but he, you're just cornering a 16 year old in a room, and that's a little icky to me, even with superpowers. Yeah. So yeah, I'll just he's also there. spies and spies yes. uh, do well, shit. That's oops, don't give a shit. Right. Well, he's a scroll, right? We find out later he's a scroll. That is true. That's not, not actually him? Nick Fury. Yeah. So we, but we don't find. <laughs> but out that that's the the tag. Boiler the alert. Yeah. I love that the caption said "boiler alert." <laughs> <laughs> I just turned on the caption. Yes, I don't know boiler why. alert. Yeah. Done. Well, but that, but that we've talked a lot, uh, and that brings us to we're gonna have to hold it for here. Sorry, Hunter, um, listener, uh, our our most favorite, our uh, most eager listener is very upset that we're gonna stop it here. But we're gonna stop it here. TBJ needs her beauty sleep. Uh, yep. Andy needs to go line up his turds in the corner of the room or whatever he does. <laughs> Don't do that to Andy. <laughs> no, that, that was our older brother. <laughs> That's actually a thing he did. But he was a baby then. Uh, anyway. A baby who lined stuff up all the time, including turds in his diaper. Arp, you probably got a gig to do a sex gig, don't you, tonight? You gotta <laughs> film some content. Get on it. Yeah. <laughs> Make us rich, please. Okay, so we'll come back next time and we'll fin- We'll probably finish this next one. We got pretty far. Farther than I thought we would. Um, but yeah. you did episode get 101 in the books. Boom pow. Happy New Year, everyone. Feliz Año Nuevo. Thank you for listening to the Nerd School Podcast. About the president no more But evidently they don't see we in the streets still poor Still more incarceration of my kids by the prisons And people thinking this election to end in racism Proud of a pessimism, glad to see Obama But don't expect me not to speak out when I still see problems Mr. Officer, now they POTUS look like me You don't think again we're seeing brothers rolling down the street Every Martin Luther King on his American dream Still a Rodney B&B and screaming fuck the police Me, I'm running through the passage trying to get away from master But the dogs is on my ass, I gotta move a little faster Can't fast for Caucasian, but I got a couple papers From the plantation saying I graduated Congratulations, cool but to most school me, trying to dodge STDs, living off government cheese, trust the government, please. Not even if it was me, sitting in the Oval Office as Commander-in-Chief, trying to give us us free. But there's a nigga in my ear saying, you got it, Superman, you ought to keep it here. Get this distinctly clear, I'm all about jetting. Raps Kunta Kinte without the half-stepping. A new chapter, back with new lessons. After that, the final exam, any questions? Podcastnetwork.com. Excelsior.